0: Thank you so much for coming on here. Welcome, everyone. I hope you're having a wonderful day. Let us remember that God is all powerful, all loving, all kind. Acknowledge Him for the day to get us started. 365 Bible study. Today we're going to be reading uh, Luke 19. Is that right? 1 through 27. Luke 18, 18. Luke 18, 18 to 43. I stand to be corrected. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord God, for your great love. Thank you for giving us a calmness and assurance of your love and your inheritance in our lives, Lord. Thank you for your presence, Lord, You carry us through and make us alive and well. Thank you, Father, Yes, Lord. for this wonderful day and the power that you have and your will for our lives. Yes, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thank
1: you, Jesus,
0: yes. Thank you. Today's reading is Luke 18, excuse me, 1843. once a religious leader asked Jesus this question, Good teacher, what should I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus asked him. Only God is truly good. But to answer your question, you know the commandments. You must not commit adultery. You must not murder. You must not steal. You must not testify a false deal. Honor your father and mother. The man replied, I obeyed all these commandments since I was young? When Jesus heard his answer, he said, There is still one thing you haven't done. Sell all your possessions and give the money to the poor, and you will have treasures in heaven. Then come, follow me. But when the man heard this, he became very sad, for he was very rich. When Jesus saw this, he said, How hard is it for, a rich to, for, for the rich to enter the kingdom of God? In fact, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. Those who heard this said, Then who in the world can be saved? He replied, What is impossible for people, it's possible with God. Peter said, We left our homes to follow you. Jesus replied, And I assure you that everyone who has given up houses or wife or brothers or parents or children for the sake of the kingdom of God, will be repaid many times over in this life and will have eternal life in the world to come. Okay, let's go ahead and stop right there.
1: Okay, good concept to <laughs> stop at. Uh, there's a lot here just to work with.
0: Um, wow. Um, for, for one, remember when he, <clears throat> I just put this point that that Jesus said for all all things are possible for God. And what was he talking about? He's talking about with honesty. If you're honest, all things are possible with God. And that's the key for the rich man to say, you know, I may have a lot of riches, but I'm going to start a project and get a lot of, a lot of jobs going on here. It's the heart. It's the particular heart. If this guy had his, his possessions had him, that was a specific word for a specific person. Most people are not in that category to be a rich person too. He said he was very rich. And the possessions had him. So Jesus said, if you give your possessions to the poor, your possessions in heaven will have you now. But the point I'm making is a rich person can say, Daddy, forgive me for my sins. Come into my heart and allow me to enter your kingdom. And then the guy's spirit will would, would change and he'll do things like thousands of millionaires have done. Start libraries, start schools throughout the ages, the Carnegies and so forth, the Rockefellers. Every time a person gets enlightened, they become a new man in Christ Jesus and they do great things. Amen. Yeah, I'm, just I'm just giving a, a, that honesty is the what Jesus said. With God, all things are possible. Mm -hmm, Right. So, what's the key? The key is honesty. God, all things are possible. I may be rich beyond my wildest dreams. I may, you know, have houses and cars and things and stuff. But what is that now at my last... I need salvation. Well, I think, you know... That's one way to look at it. Yeah,
1: that's one way to look at it. You're right. Um... I think Jesus is just trying to say, you know, he's kind of testing, like you said, his heart.
0: A specific know. word, right?
1: Yeah. Um, and, you know, if you're attached to your money, remember how the scripture says that what if you, uh, what if, it, what if you, your life and you profit nothing? I, I have to look it up where the scripture is, but what if you give up your life? Do you know what scripture I'm talking about, babe? The one about where you profit nothing. Oh, your soul. Your soul. Okay. What if you lose your soul? Um, I just have to know the scripture. (laughs) But you know what I'm talking about? It's like, you know, uh, you're not giving your life to Jesus and losing your soul profits you nothing. I'm paraphrasing. And And I believe that that is where he was hitting him in the heart, you know. It's like... Um, you know it's a lot it's hard for our 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 soul or our flesh to say I'm going to give up my possessions and I'm going to go into the kingdom of God and I'm going to follow Jesus I mean Jesus wasn't saying give all the rich I mean he was just using that as a way to see how he would respond I believe Um, it's hard for people to detach from those things and and believe that oh maybe just maybe I just might be even better in the kingdom of God. You know what I mean? Even if I give some money away to the poor, it's still going to profit me more by being under the kingdom of God because the supply in the kingdom is unlimited. Amen. You know, and Jesus will prosper you and give the way the scripture says, give and it will be given back to you, pressed down, shaken together. That's just my own take on it. That, um... That's your Bible,
0: yeah. That's the New Living Testament yeah. Bible. There's a commentary on. Would you read the 1818 Sh- commentary, sure. please?
1: Uh huh. Our true spiritual condition is not so much evidenced by our religious activities as by what we depend on for security, right? Um, here, Jesus exposed a wealthy young man's dependence on his possessions. Uh, in doing this, Jesus was bringing him face to face with a common problem: loving the things of this world more than God. Okay, we don't know whether or not this young man ever repented of his attachment to his belongings, but each one of us is faced with the same choice. Only by renouncing our dependence on earthly wealth will be we, will be be able to receive lasting spiritual treasure.
0: Lasting <clears throat> spiritual treasure, right?
1: There's more wealth in the kingdom of God, and it lasts, right?
0: You know, right before we started this podcast. I mentioned to Anna that the my glasses we bought a couple of years ago are starting to fall apart. One of the lenses is falling out. And she said, well, we got new insurance. So i can make you an appointment real quick, like get a new new set. And that's what we're thinking is the needs, the things that we need are provided for us real quick, like right. real, real fast. Right. You know, and that's because yeah. serving God for right. many, many years yeah. and thanking him, um,
1: what do we do before? We used to go to Costco, give you an eye exam, and then you'd pay 500 bucks. Right. This time, when i make you an appointment, you're going to go and you're going to get your glasses free. <laughs> you're examining your glasses free. I mean, is that God or what?
0: Amen. Good glasses. Amen. You're
1: not going to walk out of there with, you know, this is... Anyway. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, it's you know it's a really hard thing for people to let go of possessions, you know. Um, even if it's, a, if it's a house, you know. Um, I I had a house in Morgan Hill, California, and I love my house. And not, but I was by myself in a lo- in a lonely big house. It was nice, nice neighborhood. Um, but listen here, I just I just Jesus just reminded me in that scripture. Yes, Jesus replied, I assure you that everyone who has given up house, I did that, okay? Um, It says, or wife, or brothers, or parents, or children for the sake of the kingdom. Okay, so I had already received a prophetic word saying that Jesus was going to provide for me. And so it was an easy transition for me to, you know, I had been seeking him, his will for my life, and jobs weren't working out and so, and everything. So, but at that point in my life, I wasn't thinking, wow, you know, I'm going to leave this house behind. And then what Lord, you know, um, I'm not going to make a hundred thousand dollars in the Silicon Valley anymore. Then what Lord, you know, these were the questions I was, but I'm glad I, I, I'm glad I made the road, you know, I'm glad I followed him and, 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 yeah, you do give up a little bit. But you know what? I'm happier now. Um I'm I'm not I'm less attached, very less attached to possessions. It's like it's not important to me in this time in my life anymore. Jesus is the one who's who's supplying all my needs according to his riches and his glory. And the thing is he's out you know, his his wealth I mean, my wealth was nothing compared to what I can access through Jesus, right? And believe me, you and I together have accessed
0: some good, good well, it's just blessings. Well, comfortable, you know. Yeah. Amen. Um, the uh, other commentary on the 365 Bible says, This religious leader asked Jesus a question we might ask, too, if Jesus were here today. He sought reassurance from Jesus that he had eternal life. He wanted Jesus to measure his qualifications or to give him some task to assure his own immortality. Jesus responded by citing a few of the Ten Commandments, but this raises a new question. Was Jesus saying that we can inherit eternal life by keeping the commandments? To answer this, we must remember how Jesus responded to the words, Good teacher, Jesus said, only God is truly good. This implication was that no one does good, not a single one, Psalm 14.3. This also means that Jesus was not simply setting a new standard by commanding the man to sell everything and give the money to the poor. Instead, he was making an eternal life unattainable even for the realities, for the really moral people. He was making eternal life unattainable, unattainable even for the really moral people. Everyone else realized it too. If money doesn't reflect God's approval and blessing and morality isn't the ticket in, then who in the world can be saved? What we have and what we do are not God's requirements. He simply commands us, right here it says, uh, commands us to love God and love people. It's a matter of our heart. But he simply commands us to seek you first the the righteousness of God. Seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added to you. Amen. Amen. So that's the requirement to his righteousness is to make the greatest change. Trade our life for Jesus' life. To accept Jesus on the cross. That's our righteousness. That's seeking the kingdom. And then all these things, you know, the love. And now we can love God back and love people as well because we have accepted God's love through the cross, through his righteousness, what he's done. I was unable to do that, but I was he gave me power to say, I need a savior. I plead, Lord, heal me, help me, restore me. Yeah. Save me. And then his righteousness uh, has qualified me for the kingdom of God. Qualified me to love the Father, worship him in spirit and truth. And to uh, respect and give the benefit of the doubt to my brothers and sisters. And love them. It's a a big task. (laughs) Amen. Well, that's all I got for me for Today. I'm sure we can keep on going and going on the uh, hundredfold return, but...
1: Look, I, I want to touch on this part. The religious leader already knew the commandments. And Jesus has come, and he's, um, you know, going to die on the cross for, for us to be forgiven. And he doesn't give them that spiel. Hey, you know, whoever, like he did in John. Remember in the book of John? Or he says, you know, when he's explaining to Nicodemus that you must be born again, he didn't give this person the born again. You must be born again. He gave him the commandments because he kind of, I think, already knew where he was at and in, responded in his question. Because then he says, he says, I've obeyed all those commandments since I was little. Yeah, that's what he's telling them. So then Jesus says, you haven't done this yet. Give up your possessions and follow me, but he could have easily said, "Well, you know, you must be born again. I'm here. I'm going to save." He didn't give any of that spiel to him. You know, he 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 knew his heart and knew how he was going to respond. And it's kind of like in these in these times when you ask somebody again, "Are you going to go to? Do you know what? You know, are you going to heaven or hell? You know, what do I say? Well, I'm a good person. I don't do this and I don't do that. Da 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 da. So there's only one way to the Father, the scripture says, and Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. So yeah, you got to follow him.
0: Amen. Amen. You, gotta,
1: you just got to choose to follow him and, and believe and trust.
0: Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Lord we, Lord, we thank you. We praise you. We give you all the glory and the honor, Lord God. We relax in you, Lord. Take our lives just as they are. Lord, multiply, Lord God, our hearing. Lord, we ask you for your will in our lives, Lord. Guide us and strengthen us according to your will. Thank you, Lord, for blessing us this day in this Bible study. Yes, Lord. We give you all the glory and the honor in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. And all of God's people say, Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus.